Hey everybody, it's Terrell Cummings. This is episode 24 of the Always Relevant Podcast. Um, due to us being quarantined, well, we're not quarantined, but we probably feel like we're going to be quarantined, can't really go anywhere. Uh, Danny and I will be talking about a few things. Uh, the NFL free agency, um, our favorite bars that we've gone to together, and then personal bars we've got going to, and also um, our top five adult beverages. So I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to having a good time. Uh, glad you're listening. We appreciate you listening. And we have fun doing this, so enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. This is Terrell Cummings. Let's see this episode. I think it's 24 of the Always Relevant Podcast. You know, we've made it so far. I think Dane's on the line with us. Dane, dude, what's going on? Oh, not much. Just uh, locked away like everyone else. Figured yeah. I'd talk about some good stuff while we're locked up. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. I'm also trying to do some things to pass the time. Then we get out here and start recording the podcast. So why not? Why not, man? So like I said episode 24. I think it's episode 24. You know, we, we've made it farther than probably anybody thought we would. We're still here. Hopefully we're getting better and hopefully keeping more interesting. And, um, you know, we'll see how everything goes when, uh, when Dane starts his new job, I guess, next week or the week after. Well, if he's able to start it, I'm not sure. So, oh yeah, I'm starting. I wouldn't have took it if I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And I guess you guys probably, if it means delivery, so, I mean, you guys are probably going to be essential regardless if there's a quarantine or not. So, oh yeah, and 100,000 yeah. people. So, right. <laughs> it's going to be wild. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So, I guess I'm going to start this off uh, as far as like, how are you or how are you really? You know, honestly, right now, I'm okay. Uh, how am I really? I mean, it is what it is. We're not truly quarantined around here yet, but I feel like it's it's right around the corner, like it's going to happen in the next day or so uh, because of this whole coronavirus thing and everything. So, um, you know, trying to just get out there. And and I guess as far as how you really, like still, still doing all right. You know, we're lucky we're in a decent situation. Um, but, you know, going grocery shopping, I had to go to two or three different stores on two and three or four different days just try to get stuff. Um because I know my main grocery store I usually go to, they didn't have any meat. There was no meat. So, I mean, I have some in my freezer already, but in the case where if the state of Ohio decides to quarantine everybody to their houses, I want to make sure that I was good on everything. So we still had toilet paper, luckily. So we had a, a few big packages of that still. Um, but went out yesterday, able to get some ground beef, you know, some burgers and brats and stuff, easy stuff to make that last for a little bit that you can freeze. So prepping for the worst. Honestly, I think for our household, you know, we'll I think we'll be okay. I don't think it's gonna be anything catastrophic uh for us. I think if we do get it, any of us, I think that we'll be able to get through um and go from there. But obviously you worry about the older individuals uh that are out there and uh, can have in contact with it and have more dire consequences for them. But like I say you never know. You know, I understand everybody taking the caution and everything, but it's still a frustrating, frustrating situation. But I look forward to hopefully if and when this whole thing can calm down. So, Dane, I'm going to come to you. How are you and how are you really? Uh, you know, considering the situation, I'm all right. <clears throat> so that's why today's podcast, we're going to talk about our favorite places to go in the bars and the clubs and the drinks when, you know, it used to be America still before we were all locked down. to talk about so i'm I'm excited to talk about that excited to let everybody know hot spots and what used to be hot spots 
Uh, how am I really? I was I was doing all right till um, this morning. My girlfriend goes to the grocery store, you know, because it's open to the whole public at 7 a.m., right? Right. So it opens for the older people, 60 and older, at 6. So we get there, and there's a bunch of people our age running out with carts full of stuff, over stuff like that. And these animals actually went in there and cut in front of all the old people to take all the stuff. That's the type of stuff that worries me. That sh- That is just the lowest of the low. So I want to keep this podcast because we like to keep it fun and not political and all that kind of stuff. I just want to shout out all the animals out there that do something like that. It's not cool. What do you think about that? I agree with you, man. Like, they try to open up earlier for the, you know, for the older individuals because they can't be around everybody. They're, there's more susceptible and everything. And people that go in there and cut in line in front of them and everything is definitely messed up. Especially when the time frame is, is geared for that for the older individuals, so you know that's unfortunate and that's surprising that people do that. Um, you know, people just you know, obviously thinking about themselves as far as as far as that situation. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully the the, the older individuals who the time slot was slated for, hopefully they're able to actually you know, get the I guess everything that they need. That's gonna you know keep them from having to get out more and more. Um, you know, amongst the masses so they can kind of keep their the percentages down of them getting the virus. So I don't know. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it doesn't surprise that people act that way at all. So not at all. But I'll tell you what, it's a fun topic today after obviously we gotta discuss the NFL free agency that's turned into like the NBA this year. It's been exciting. It's gotten a lot of pub because there isn't anything else going on. So there's hey, a lot Jeff. of good things to talk about there. Business as usual in the NFL, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, hey, so, do, you, do you have any lip chronicles for us this week? No, I'm not driving with all this stuff going on at night. Uh, I drove a little bit last week. I think I quit around Wednesday. Like I said, I just do it once in a while, but with all this stuff going down, I heard they're actually shutting it down at certain times. Right. And there probably isn't no business, really. Like, you know, you can log on to the map and look and see if it's busy or not. I never see anything. I'm not even wasting my time with it. Yeah, I mean, I think the bar is closed for you guys in, in Pennsylvania, too, right? I know they... they oh, yeah, just, every, everything's closed out here. Yeah, they, yep. they shut down bars and restaurants in Ohio are still open, but only for carryout and delivery. So um, That's how it is here, carryout and delivery. Yeah, so bars are, are definitely closed when it comes to that, so... Yeah, I can see how that's going to hurt the, the whole Lyft Chronicle situation. So, you know, it looks like you're going to be out of that job for a little bit. Dang. So, you know, the side hustle is put on, on the deck for a little bit, but maybe you can, you can bring it back in the fall if it's uh, if things are back up and running, hopefully. Yeah, do not fear. I love it. I'll be back out there as soon as it starts cracking again. <laughs> to bring that firsthand stories of what it's like out there. You don't do something like this for the money because it sucks, but I'll tell you what, it's a good time if you got nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it definitely keeps showing your toes. So oh, uh, but yeah, man, let, let's go ahead and jump into the to the NFL free agency, man. So I mean it's it's kind of pure craziness going on right now, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, There's I mean, a it, lot going on. Ohio teams are making some moves. And they, you know, they are. They are. And before we get into the Ohio teams, the Bengals and the Browns, or I'll say Browns and Bengals, whichever we talk about first. I mean, how about Tom Brady finally signing with the Bucks? You know, him and Bruce Arians. 
he's got some decent receivers on his squad. You know, how do you think he's going to do? It's definitely the most exciting signing. Like, it's kept the – it's really brought a lot of excitement, I think, to the NFL. It went from Tampa Bay being a team nobody ever really cares about watching to now it's, you know, must-watch television. Can Tom Brady still do it at 42 years old with guys like Mike Evans and all the weapons they have and that defense with a – who I think is a really good coach in Bruce Arian. So uh, it's it's exciting. I'm I'm ready to see what happens. I mean, you got to think Jameis Winston. I'm glad, I'm glad he's out of the AFC. Hey, you got to think Jameis Winston. He led the league in yards last year, but he also led the league in interceptions. You know, I mean, turning the ball. Well, what do we always talk about? What do we always talk about? The only stat that matters is turnovers. That determines winning and losing. The team that loses the turnover battle, I forget what the percentage is, but it's like. Almost always you lose if you lose the turnover battle, right? That's true. He threw 17 interceptions in their losses or something like that. Imagine if it had just cut that in half, what Tampa could have done this year. Right. No, man, it, it's true. It's true. He was definitely a detriment to their team as far as that. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't so, what we want to talk about first here, we want to talk about the guys that are still available, the guys that signed. Or we want to get into some Browns Bengals. Um, let's talk about. Let's going to talk about some of the guys that signed. You know, like Rivers to the Colts and Bridgewater to the Panthers, and, and kind of go from there. Okay, well, let's go through the bit because there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and I'm sure you got some strong opinions on this. Uh, Bridgewater to the Panthers. Let's start with that. What, what's your feelings on that one? I think it's a good move. I think that he can come in and he can play and he's not going to turn the ball over. He proved last year he can come off the bench and he can not lose you games. He's probably not going to go out there and light it up, but I don't think he really has to. I think he has sneaky weapons on his and on offense too. Obviously he has Christian McCaffrey, who's like the Swiss Army knife out there. He can do any and everything for you. He can make big plays. They should be able to run the ball with McCaffrey. And then they have um, Curtis Samuel and um, – I forget what Moore's first name is, but they're at Whiteouts and they're they're big play guys. They're they're under the radar big play guys. So, I mean, I think he's coming into a good situation. You know, I don't know how their defense is going to be, especially because and didn't you know Keithley retire, and um, they just lost a lot on defense. I don't know if they really had a bunch on defense, but um, that's probably where they should be concentrating their their efforts on getting better on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I like this move because Bridgewater's a winner. Um, his last year in Minnesota, he, uh, he had a breakout year and then he had that horrible injury in the following year where he essentially missed two years. Right. And, you know, came to the saints. He won five games. He was undefeated this year, five or six and oh, something like that. And, uh, he's put up good numbers. He has a great winning percentage. He was a high draft choice. People thought really highly of him when he came out. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see how he does. It'll be something I'll be watching. I mean, anybody that doesn't know, like, Teddy Bridgewater took the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship, and then he ended up that next year tearing his knee. He tore everything in his knee. Like he, I guess he almost had to have his uh, his leg amputated from the knee down. You know, that's how bad it was. And then after that, after nerve damage, they were surprised he was able to come back and play football. So he's kind of a medical miracle, first of all. He was a great player. He, you could tell he, he was young at the time, but you could tell he was definitely getting better you know, as a quarterback in the NFL. And um, I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm, I'm excited for him. I thought he's a good person. I thought he's a, a good role model for kids, you know, as far as you know, if you want to come out, you know, come from a tough situation and, 
and put yourself in the best situation possible. And then when you have adversity hit you, be able to work your way back through that situation and get to where you want to be. I mean, he's doing it. He's, he's a, he's a, a good role model to watch when it comes to that. So I'm excited to see what he can do. And I hope he has success for sure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we'll go to the next one. I'm kind of excited to see how it turns out. We got Rivers of the Colts for one year, $25 million. What do you think about that? You know what, Rivers, I think he can still do it. I think his offensive line in, in San Diego was suspect. He, and he did turn the ball over a little bit. But um, you know, he has some pieces in place. You know, they have good tight ends. They have uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, receiver. He's from Florida. Smaller guy, but you know he's he's a big play dude. Um, I forget his name off the top of my head. Ty Hilton. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, Ty Hilton. Yeah, Ty Hilton. He's a yep, big play yep. guy. He's in his prime. Uh, I know he was hurt a little bit last year, but I think he'll be able to come back this year. The Colts' offense line is good. They put money in that before Andrew Luck retired. You know, if it wasn't for Andrew Luck retiring, I think the Colts probably could have been in a Super Bowl conversation because their defense isn't horrible either. So. I think Rivers can step in and, you know, he's probably going to be, he's probably a little bit better than Jacoby Brissett. You know, Brissett's probably just a middle of the road quarterback, probably I'd say lower third of the league, in my opinion. So I think Rivers will be a little bit of a step up. They're still going to look for God for the future, whether they do it for Brissett or they try to go uh, get someone in the draft. But I don't know. Well, this signing shows that NFL coaches know that they don't have a lot of time anymore. They got to win now or they're going to be looking for a job. Yep. So, you know, this is a great move, in my opinion. <clears throat> I think Rivers uh, can, you know, do some things like you just talked about all those things. His team, you know, he had the Melvin Gordon issue and all that stuff last year. Uh, things went bad. Everybody was hurt for the Chargers last year. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah, they were terrible and his numbers were down, but the entire team was hurt, including their defense. Right. So they had a bad break last year. And, you know, what, Rivers is that guy out of that class with Manning, Roethlisberger, and uh, – Oh man, Cutler. the other quarterback was a color. Was a color. Yeah. Oh, the other guy has a Super Bowl. You got Roethlisberger, Manning, and uh, Eli. Hey, hey, uh, who are we thinking? Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, no, so they got Super Bowls. You know, so I would like to see Rivers have a good year. I like Rivers. I think he's a good guy. Uh, if he, gets, he does a lot for the community, if he gets a Super Bowl, I think that he will be in a Hall of Fame. I think he might be anyway because of the lifetime stats, but you're right. The uh, Super Bowl will be automatic then. If right. he gets if he get, if he wins the Super Bowl, it's automatic. I think that division's up for the taking a little bit. So uh I'll be watching that. That'll be real interesting to watch. I'm telling you, this season's gonna be good. Right. So with that, let's go uh let's shift over to Melvin Gordon then. Yeah, the guy really banked on himself, did a poor holdout, and now he's going to Denver. What do you think? I think he got terrible advice to hold out last year because he still had two years left in his contract, so he had no leverage. And what hurt him the most was the fact that Austin Eckler came in and for a lot less money, winning a lot less money, came in and basically at least equaled the stats that Gordon could put up. And he's probably a better receiver oh, he was out of the backfield. Yeah, he was, he was definitely balling out there, and that wasn't good for Gordon. Like, he the fact that he had two years on his contract and they had a backup that was extremely capable of coming in and taking those first-team reps, it was just a bad situation for him. So I know he saw Ezekiel get that money, but I think he should have just played it out one more year and held out this year, and he probably would have been in a better situation. 
Because then Eckler wouldn't have got as many touches, wouldn't have gotten as many carries. He would have been the clear number two. Gordon could have controlled the situation. And then this coming offseason, he could have, you know, held out and done what he's going to do and get that money. But I think he completely played it wrong. Now he has to go up to Denver where everything's unproven. And, you know, he has to deal with the Chiefs in the, the AFC West. And, well, I guess he's already doing that anyway. But, you know, I just don't know how it's going to work out for him. Well, he's going to have to hope Drew Locke's the real deal because if he flops, he ain't going to be able to run the ball and he's going to get cut again. I agree. He he played that terribly. He was getting bad advice. You know, we'll see what happens in Denver. It'll be interesting. Yeah, he, and then I want to go to another running back. I want to go to Gurley, to Atlanta, yeah. getting cut 10 minutes before they had to pay him. I like the move. What do you think? I mean, it was probably best for them to, to cut him just because he's had a chronic knee issues the last two years. And, I mean, he, he, he was a workhorse, and he was the best back in the league for a period of time. But whatever's up with his knee, like, it's not bad enough for whatever just to get surgery or surgery's not going to help him. And rest hasn't helped him, it doesn't seem like, and he just isn't the same back. So, because they're trying to do load management with him. Instead of getting, like, he's best when he has the ball. When he has, like, uh, Chris McGaffrey, like, you know, 25-plus touches the game. You know, that's when he's most effective. And then he'll wear you out in the fourth quarter and then just dominate you. So, I don't know. It's, well, if he's healthy, he's got freakish size and strength. But uh, I, I hate to question pro athletes because you don't know what's in their head. But sometimes I kind of question just stuff you see online and in press conferences. And uh, I think L.A., with a lot of cap trouble coming up, was a good move. Running backs are expendable. So, you know, they paid him a ton of money. They cut him, freed up some money to do something else. I think it's a good move because, like you said, this knee injury has been lingering for a long time now. This wasn't like some six-month thing, some year thing. He's back to normal. Something's not right. 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 Something's not right. It's not getting better. No one's really talking about it much. But, yeah, something's definitely not right with him, for sure. So, and plus he got paid. So, he he made, he got paid. He's like, you know, I don't want to take the ball as much or whatever. No, I got my money. I'm kind of set a little bit. And – and I was trying to make it possibly to the second contract, but obviously he's not not he's not gonna get the, the big time money like it like that. So he knows his shelf life. And as fans of the game, you hope that's not true, but it's it's definitely questionable. Right. So I got this one here. Let's let's briefly discuss Dak Prescott franchise, no contract. What do you think? I mean, the Cowboys are I think that he he deserves probably top tier money, maybe not like the top top, but I mean he he passing wise he was a lot better than he was previous years. I think he's improved a lot for sure. I think he could be the face of the Cowboys, but um, I don't know. I'm not surprised that they didn't give him the contract that he wanted. You know, he's getting franchised. He's to go out there and try to prove it again. I think this is last year's contract, so he can if he does well, he can pull Kirk Cousins and get paid because Kirk Cousins banked on himself those years in Washington, which is tough. And he was on franchise contracts, I think, for two straight years. And he went out and got paid by Minnesota. So, you know, he's going to get top money. It's just tough on those one-year contracts. But I don't know. I'm interested to see what yeah, happens. I, I think, yeah, I think there's some issues there. There's obviously a reason. I think Jerry Jones wants to see what the new coaching staff thinks of him. Right. This year he's going to have Cooper. He's going to have Ezekiel. He's going to have some players around him. You know what? The bottom line is if he wanted paid, he needed to beat the Eagles week 16 last year. 
He had to beat the Eagles. He could have beat them. He did not play well. They lost that game. They had like a two-game lead, right? I know it's a team game, but who takes the fall? Quarterback. Quarterback's got to make plays. He did not make plays in that game, so he doesn't get paid. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the way I look at it. I so, like the offensive line is suspect, though. Where the offensive line used to be the strength of the team, but it's not anymore. Yeah, but it, it's you know he. If you watch that game, I watch that game. He 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 watched his money go down the drain right there. Yeah. So I think uh, you got to beat your rival. It was a historically bad division last year in the NFC least, and he couldn't get it done. So obviously it's a team game, but you know he missed a lot of throws in that game. So I think. And you know what? Who cares? You get franchise, you get something ridiculous money for getting franchise. Take the money, prove it, and then get paid. Someone will pay you, plain and simple. Right. So I'm going to go over to another one. Speaking of the Eagles, Darius Slay, one of the top cornerbacks in the league, to the Eagles for three high picks. What you think? I mean, the Eagles need all the help they can get on defense, especially at corner, because that was definitely their weak spot last year. And, you know, he was top player for Detroit, and Detroit is rough. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's I think it's a good move for the Eagles. They did give up a lot for him, but I mean, they needed they need a cornerback. They needed him. So I mean, uh, yeah, and they also let the Ohio State receiver go. I mean, uh, a safety go, Malcolm. Yeah, Jenkins. he went back. So they definitely had to get a leader back there. Right. So I mean, it's kind of a, a halfway rebuild, a rebuild on the fly on the defensive side of the ball. Probably, I think he is a, a top corner. I think he's he's worth the the picks or the money, um, you know. You see how it goes, but I, I think I think it was a good pick, a good choice by them. So let's talk about this then. Whitworth signs a three year deal at thirty eight years old with the Rams. What's your thanks on that? I mean, that's the ex bangle good for him. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. you know that that that's to me that's crazy. I mean. He's 38 years old. I would think that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to because I don't know if they're going to move him to right tackle, move him to guard, because he's he's not quite left tackle good anymore. You know, you definitely see some chinks in his armor as far as doing that. So I don't really know how to take it. Uh, but he got a three year deal out of it. So I mean, good. Like I said, good for him. You know, being 38 years old and getting a three year deal. But um. Yeah, he's the ultimate professional. He's good for the locker room. He's enormous. Uh, I don't think you can put him at guard because guard's got to pull and move. Yeah. I think uh, I'm just kind of interested to see how he does. I mean, you know, we talk about Brady and all these quarterbacks. This dude's 38 years old, signed a three-year deal with the Rams. So I'll be interested to see how he does. I mean, he's one of the good guys in the NFL. Uh, wasn't he the ex-president, you know? Yeah, of the uh, Players' Union. Hey, I, and I want to Cincinnati keep him because be like, you know, when, when he was still in Cincinnati and they hadn't re-signed him, they're talking about him retiring. I mean, like, let him, like, give him a, a two- or three-year contract and let him retire a Bengal. Like, he's, he's been a lifelong Bengal. He's been a solid, like, offensive tackle for years, and Mike Browns didn't want to pay him the money. And it was just like, you could do, like, just a veteran salary for him. And he would have stayed. His family was already entrenched there. His kids were there at school there. He didn't want to leave or go somewhere else. And they didn't want to make the move because I don't even know. Yeah, why. he he re, he regressed this year. But the bottom line is, when he first left, he was still very good and one of the top tackles. And he also went through Super Bowl. So right, you know, it's probably better for him that he got out. Right, unless uh, he gets to go to L.A. Right, right. So, 
All right, so here we go. This one I like because I, I always kind of like the Bills. I got Stephon Diggs to the Bills for four picks. Playmaker, what do you think? I mean, good for the Bills. They needed a playmaker guy, you know, and I think Josh Allen is getting better. Like, I think they should have won that playoff game this year against Houston. I think that he was just young and he made some mistakes uh, down the, in the second half of that game. But hopefully he learns from those mistakes. And, you know, like I was all, I was really questionable. I really questioned them drafting Josh Allen. I didn't think he'd be as good as what he is. But, you know, hey, he's not scared to run the ball. I'll give him that. He wants to go out and find some contact. And, you know, plus he has a big arm and everything. And I think, I think him having a top-tier receiver is going to be huge. So having him and still having yeah. single carry in the backfield like that, um, I think I think it'll be all right. I think it's a great move for Buffalo. You know, and a young a young duo that can grow together. But great move for both teams because Diggs and the coaching staff in Minnesota had obviously had enough of each other at this point. So uh getting all those picks for him, I think it's a good move for both teams. Minnesota was the worst. They were in cap hell. They needed picks because they had to cut a lot of veterans. So I think that works for everybody. Yeah. So here we're going to go to who I think is a colossal failure. Mariota to the Raiders is a backup. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think so far, you know, he's proving himself to only be a backup. I don't know if it's coaching or if it's him. I always question, I always question the guys that run the spread option in college and seeing if they can apply that to the league. Um, the Mariota probably had spots where he was decent, but I think overall, I'm not going to call him a bust quite yet, but I think him in a backup role in it somewhere, he's probably be thankful for that. And especially because of how Tannehill came in and started making plays for the Titans. Even, you know, they're riding Derrick Henry's back, but he still was able to push the ball down the field a little bit and um, have a little connection with A.J. Brown. So, Yeah, I mean, it just showed Tannehill coming in and doing that just showed you a lot right there. I mean, Mariota, I've watched him a lot. He was, like you said, spread offense, but the problem with him is he was always hurt, right. uh, couldn't stay healthy. That took away from what he was good at, running the football, and that was just the end of him. So we'll see what happens. We may never see him again. And, and <laughs> so. Mariota, he's, he's sneaky. He's a sneaky big dude. Like, he's like 6'5", like 225 or something like that, 230. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he's, he's a freak. Yeah. And he was fast. He can't stay healthy. And you know what? What's Ray Lewis always say? All you have is your availability. Yeah, that's so, true. True statement. All right, I like I like this move because it makes the Steelers weaker. Javon Hargrove, nose tackle to the Eagles, makes him the highest paid nose tackle, leaving the Steelers. What do you think? Hey, I'm good with it. Anything that's going to hurt the Steelers, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> we agree on that, right? For sure. For sure. I'm not a Steelers fan, so you know anything that, that's going to keep them from being successful – you know, I'll give them props. They usually do try to find a way, but you know, losing that guy is going to be tough. So they were in the second worst cap situation, I think. So they got to let people go. That also makes the Eagles better for sure. They need to stop the run. Oh, uh, what do we got? I like this one. Dolphins making a lot of moves. Byron Jones, the top cornerback on the market, was made the highest paid corner in football. I don't think he's that good and deserved that kind of money. No. But I like the move for the Dolphins because they're awful. Right. No, I mean, good for the Dolphins. But, yeah, that dude is definitely worth the money. He, I mean, he's athletic, freak. I'll give him that. But that's about it. Like, he doesn't – to me, if you watch film, like, he doesn't stand out at all. He's not someone that you fear as a cornerback. I feel like he can get beat. 
especially his top tier receivers. He's not going to go out there and just lock someone up and shut them down. He's basically just a straight athlete. You know, he has like, I think the broad jump record at the combine, it was like over nine feet, something crazy. But yeah, I wouldn't pay him that kind of money. But the Dolphins need somebody. So, I mean, I, I'll give it to him. But yeah, they're I, making a lot of moves to compete and they're going to help out. Uh, and they keep, they kept uh, your boy. At QB, so we'll see what they do. <laughs> yeah, Fitz Magic, Fitz man. Magic. Fitz Magic. You know, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't hate Fitz Magic. I think he's good in doses. He's not good for a whole NFL season. He's like good for like two. He's thirds. great off the bench. He's great off the bench if you haven't planned for him because he throws teams off. You know, because of the way he plays. Right. I think. Right. And he's he's getting old too. He's like what 35, something like that. No, he's yeah, he's up there. So he does have the highest another- ever Wonderlic test score though. He's a Harvard guy, so it's not surprising. Harvard guy. Yep. So we got – let's go back to the Dolphins because I love this move, even though they paid him quite a bit. Shaq Lawson goes from the Bills to the Dolphins. He's a beast. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that's a good move for them. I I think it's a great move for them for sure. So I'm interested to see, like, what happens and how it all pans out. Like I said, Dolphins are trying to make moves. You know, that's that's what they need to do. They they didn't tank last year, I don't think, on purpose – but now that it's off season, they're trying to do what they can to not be in the bottom. So I think I think the Dolphins will be surprisingly decent this year. Yeah, I think so too. I got okay. We got two more for you here. Tannehill with the big extension got paid. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not mad about it. He came in and he did well with with, uh, with the Titans. And yeah, you know, I like AJ Brown at receiver. Uh, he made plays. Obviously, that team goes to Derrick Henry, and I think he knows it. Everybody else knows it. But the fact that he's able to connect and make some plays with A.J. Brown, um, and they still have uh, the dude from Central Michigan, Corey – I forget Corey's last name. Maybe Corey Smith. Um, yeah. I can't remember his last name. He's, he's a decent number two receiver. You know, A.J. Brown's definitely the number one. Um, but, yeah, the offense is going to flow through Derrick Henry. But I think Tannehill, I think he came in last year. He proved himself, and um, he got to make plays for him. So, I mean, I think it's a good thing for them. All right, and I saved this one for last since you're being a receiver and all. Hopkins to the Cardinals for a cup of coffee and running back Johnson's right contract money. That's crazy. Like, first of all, how mad is Deshaun Watson at this point? He's probably going to you know, be the company guy and not say anything about it. Behind the scenes, like, I would be losing my mind. You know, and it's all because Hopkins and O'Brien, like, didn't get along. Or whatever issues they had. There's rumors about what O'Brien said and everything. Uh, but Hopkins tried to take the high road. You know, he said, I have the respect for, uh, you know, respect for the coach and everything, but I'm, I'm in this situation now in Arizona. I'm ready to play. So I think he's going to be a huge boost out there for uh, Kyler Murray. You know, I was like, Oh, that's going to be fun to watch. With him. That's going to be fun. And, to and watch. then um, Kenyon Drake out there. I think David Johnson, obviously, he's gone. Uh, you know, I think Ken- Kenyon Drake's finally out of out of Miami, and he can show his true potential out there in Arizona. I think he could be like yep. Chris McCaffrey type stats, to be honest with you. And you still and you still got Larry Fitzgerald in the slot for one more year. Yep, and I think he's he's very capable of playing the slot too. And he can go out there and he's he's almost like because he's big, he can, he can block not quite like a tight end, but like a step under. And he can get out there on the end of the line and and do that and be a threat that way as well. So. Oh, yeah, he's first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the all-time greats at receiver. Yeah, no for question. sure, for sure. So, you know, it's just, I mean, good for the Cardinals. And they saw the situation, they made it work, and they gave up not much for him. 
and he's he's in his prime right now. So, I mean, that's that's huge for Kyler Murray's development, having a true number one receiver out there. Like, I don't know. That, that, that's awesome for them. Terrible for the Texans. Terrible for the Texans. All right. It is. So, I got a nice little rapid-fire session for you here. Okay. I'm going to give you the player. You let me know where you think he's going to go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jamison Winston. Oh, I don't even know. I'm trying to think where he could go. Like, what, he could still go with San Diego, still a possibility that he's a quarterback. But he's probably going to be a backup wherever he goes, right? Like I said, there's San Diego. I'm trying to think who else is even available for quarterbacks. The Bengals are going to be drafting probably Joe Burrow. Uh, what's his yep. face? Went to Miami be drafting Tua. Right. Miami's drafting Tua. What's his face? We just went to Chicago. Um, Foles. Foles. Because they're, they're, they're believing in Gardner Minshew. Now, I don't know if I would have that kind of belief in Gardner Minshew, but I don't know. We'll see about that. Um, Herbert's out there uh, from Oregon. I don't like Herbert. I don't like. I think. I, think I don't need Herbert's to give him a shot. I think Herbert's gonna be a bust. He looks the part. I mean, he's like six five, six six, two hundred thirty five pounds, strong arm. But I think that he is overrated, personally. Um, yeah. Just and that's just from the eye test. So I mean, like all the, right. So what? Do you, so so where's Winston going? Off the top of your head, where are we going? I don't know where he could go. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> I try to think where like. I don't know because he's he's kind of a project. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But he's put up some good numbers. So right, I mean, he he can he definitely has a strong arm. He can sling it, but he definitely has like issues with decision making. So I don't know. All right, let's go there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, on that one, that that's tough for me. I don't even know where you where you could send him. You know, where somewhere. Well, it doesn't get it doesn't get easier. Cam Newton, man. That's the thing, too. Cam Newton. I mean, who do the, Red, who do the Redskins have now? I mean, they have Haskins, but they have a new coaching staff, right? Yeah, they could draft. It's possible they could draft uh, Tua or one of them quarterbacks. But you're right. Redskins is a good call. That could be a possibility. Right. I mean, like I said, Haskins is there, but it's, it's just a new coaching staff and everything like that. And You know why it ain't going to happen, though? Because Rivera's there, the old Carolina coach. He's got the info on Cam. I don't think Cam's healthy, so I think Washington's not a possibility. Right. And then here's another organization that's going to like throw around that kind of money that he's probably expecting. You know, I don't think he's – I don't think he's necessarily going to be a top-tier quarterback unless he's completely healthy and can use his legs. He can't just sit back there and pick you apart from the pocket. He's not that kind of quarterback. He needs to be able to use his legs to be effective. All right. Well, like, I'm with you on Cam. I don't know. I guess we're going to have to – Pass on that one, right? I mean, <laughs> so, I, well, I mean, talking about teams that don't have like that, that are their quarterback situation is questionable. Then I mean, you could probably talk about like Denver because they're relying on Drew Locke. As far as that, uh, the Raiders has got what's his face as a backup instead of Derek Carr as a starter. Um, so, but that situation is still suspect just because I don't think they believe in Carr. Um, the Giants, I mean, Danny Danny Dimes. I don't know if he's Danny Dimes still or not. But right now they're putting their faith in him, but I don't know if they should as far as that. Well, you've seen who they signed as a backup. They signed Colt McCoy to a one-year deal. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a journeyman backup quarterback. He's serviceable for sure. He just needs to stay healthy. He's another guy that just couldn't stay healthy. Right. The Browns drafted him in the third round years ago. Just can't stay healthy when he gets his shot. And I guess what about the Steelers? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is getting old. I mean, he's 37 years old. 
right? And he, but he's not. That's a good point. They definitely, I'll tell you what, Newton there might, well, Newton's going to want to start. That's why I don't know what, what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. If this be easy conversation for next year, um, hey, well, the Browns, and there, it, it, do you trust Baker Mayfield? <laughs> no, that I, I do, but that's why they signed, uh, 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 yeah, uh, I mean, Case Keenum, because remember, Case Keenum had a great year with the Vikings when he was their starter under the same coach a couple of years ago. So he'll push Baker. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. All right. So I got another quarterback for you. Uh, Super if, Bowl if, winning hey, Joe Flacco. Before you do, if I was if I was Cam Newton, I'd try to go to Jacksonville because Garner Mitchell, I'm not scared of him. I think he'd, there, he'd be a difference maker there. If I was just looking at the quarterback situations everywhere, I think Minshew, he, I mean, he's okay, but he's nothing special. He's not Cam Newton. With Cam and Leonard Fournette. He had the highest completion percentage last year and won a bunch of games when Foles and nobody else could. So, I think they think they got something there. Yeah. But you're right. That would at least push him, right, right, to make him work harder to be a starter. So, you know, I don't think I don't think there's a good market for Cam Newton because and this coronavirus is not letting people work out for teams, and that's really hurting Cam if he's healthy. Right, right. Um so Super Bowl winning Joe Flacco. Retire. <laughs> That's it. Huh? That's it. Because all right. he's I mean, he's just back there. I mean, he can go somewhere and be a, a veteran backup. You know what I mean? But I don't think he's gonna go in there and play or start anymore. He just he doesn't have it, in my opinion. He was never plus it was an injury designation for his neck, so it might be a good idea for him to call it a day. He, he was never that impressive to me in the first place. He I mean he had a big arm. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't know. He's, he just never he impressed got, me. He, you know what he did? He got hot for four games in the playoffs. He got paid for it and sent the Ravens franchise back years. Yeah. Because he never lived up to that contract or how he played in those four playoff games. Right. So, I, all right. I, I got I, now, oh, oh, wait, one, other, one other thing. I say it's probably better for next year. But what if, what about a, <laughs> what about a can to the Cowboys? Because they don't know about Dak Prescott. Do you think they have the same questions? Do you realize the media storm and controversy that would happen if they brought him in <laughs> to Dallas and Dak had a bad game? It would be chaos, dude. It'd be all they'd talk about on TV. Right? There ain't no way Dallas would do that. Now, Jerry Jones don't care about winning. He just cares about being in the news. So if that's the case, it might be a good idea for him. Hey, he's about making money, too. He is the, the NFL's highest uh, grossing franchise now. Oh, yeah. He knows how to stay relevant, be in the news, and make money. He just don't know how to win nothing. Yeah, well. Well, he, he, I can't say that because he did in the past, but, you know. Well, it's, that was also Jimmy Johnson. And it's a long time ago when the NFL salary cap things and stuff were different. It, it's a different game. Right, right. All right, so it gets a little tough here. Javon Clowney, he wants $18 million. Teams are offering him 13 He only does 10 sacks. It's the most he's ever had in a season, and he's injury prone. Where's he going? Mm. Is he going to get paid? He won't get paid 18 mil. He might be able to get more than 13 mil, but like I said, he's – his production's not there to be a top flight defensive end. He doesn't make enough plays. I think he takes plays off. I question how well he play, he plays the run. He could play the run well, but he doesn't have the motor like a JJ Watt. He just doesn't have it. Yeah, he's pretty dominant on there. I mean, sometimes the stats are deceiving because he faces a lot of 
of uh, double teams and stuff. Right. I don't think it's so much that I'm worried about his injury history, though. He has been fairly healthy now for a while. So uh, I've even heard maybe the Browns, you know, give him 15 million because that's a couple million more than anybody else is willing to give him and cut Olivia Vernon, who's going to make 15 now, million hey, this year. If he went to the Browns, that's a different situation because they have Miles Garrett on the other side. You know what I mean? So he could be more dominant because he's not going to be facing as many double teams. Or if not, Garrett oh. will be more dominant. One of the two is going to take over. You know, that would absolutely be insane, but it ain't going to happen. No. All right. I got another one. Hey, for hey, you know who needs another defensive end now is the Bengals. I'm just saying. But they won't open their wall for him. Not for him. Probably not. All right. So Clay Matthews. Man, he's getting old. For defensive end life, yep. he's getting old. That's his tough part. You know what I mean? Because I mean, with, with the, um, the Rams, he was all right, but he wasn't like he was with the Packers. He just isn't the same guy. Yeah. Yep. And then let's go with – I got two wild cards for you. This should be fun. Okay. Number – first one, Josh Gordon. I think Josh, Ward, Josh Gordon's window's coming on, man. I really do. I think he when he was in the NFL and he was dominating when he was with the Browns, it was awesome. And he came back because, I mean, he's had different stints in rehab and everything. Now, I think there's a lot more going on with the way everybody's truly talking about. He's getting different chances. I think he's running out, man. You know, he, his speed just isn't there. He's a big dude. He's a big receiver, you know. But, like, he just – I don't know if he's able to separate like he needs to. That's going to be his problem. Yeah, they said he's still got the speed, supposedly. Uh, why do you think teams keep giving him a chance? He's been suspended six times now. I think that's a record. But he's such a freak. Athlete. Well, I, also, I don't know I if also, someone will give him a shot. I guarantee you somebody might take a flyer on him. We'll see. I also don't think I don't, know him, I don't think it's just straight like, all right, I have a drug addiction. You know what I mean? I think there's mental health issues. That's it. That's a part of that whole situation. And so I think because of that, teams are more willing to give him a chance. And I don't know if it's I don't think he's had any issues with any kind of other drugs besides besides marijuana, right? Yeah, it seems to be marijuana, but he's done some dumb interviews. And when the Browns finally cut him, he got hurt doing a video shoot at the facility without their permission. Right. I, there's some there's some mental issues there. It's a sad story because you're looking at an all-time great talent that just never lived up to it because he couldn't you know, face his demons. It's really a sad story. Right. Uh, I'm with you. It, it, the story might be over other than probably a bad ending. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. But uh, we'll see what happens. I, hope so. I got I, I got another one. You know, I I, I hope so. You know, I, I I wish him well for sure. But I thought the fact that he was in the situation with the Patriots, you know, they were they were there. You know, they stood by him. They got him help and everything. And you know, as far as being an organized organization with good ownership, you know, they are there, and it couldn't work out there for him. That's why I wonder. I just wonder where else he can go because I think they'll be the ones to provide him the structure that was that he would have needed to be successful. Yeah, and it didn't and work. Didn't work. And it usually works there, right? So, so yeah, maybe the Bengals will sign him. And now uh, Marvin Lewis is gone, so those days are over. Yeah, those days are over. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. If if if, the, if Marvin Lewis is still there, I could completely see the Bengals signing him or whatever. But yep. yeah. All right, I got I got another real good one for yep. you. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Hey, you know what? Honestly, with him, because he hasn't been charged with anything, 
You know, he's not suspended by the NFL as of right now. The NFL is just kind of – he's kind of in – like you said, what we talked about before, in NFL purgatory when it comes to that stuff. It's still – it's court cases. It's not even in court right now, I don't think. But I, he hasn't been charged with anything officially. So he's kind of like just been hanging out to drive for a little bit. Now, he's not helping himself. I think he did a bunch of stu- – made a bunch of stupid decisions when it came to, like, his money and everything. But, I mean, he could definitely go in and make a difference, but he's not going to get big-time money, and he's not going to get a long contract. You know, he might get, a, a at most, a two-year deal. But the team- He's got to hope someone at 31 gives him a chance and he has a great year so he can get one more good contract. Yep, yep. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if a light went off or someone finally got in his head, but he has said a lot of the right things lately. Now, here's my thing. You just brought it up, and we've talked about this. And I'm not defending this guy because he's obviously not a good guy. But, you know, there's no charges. If I'm him, I'm getting with the union. I want to know what my suspension is going to be. Quit saying you're still investigating. You're denying me work by just dragging this out and not letting teams know what the suspension is going to be. Right. So I think he has a case. I don't know. You know, I've, you know, I've done with, done a lot of labor negotiations in the day. I, I think he's got a case, but we'll see what happens. Right. But, uh, where he goes, who, who gives him a shot? I mean, uh, maybe the Buccaneers. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that's legit. Buccaneers could. Um, I mean, New Orleans is going to bring him for a tryout last year when he was going through everything. So I don't know if they'll still do that now, but I mean, He's capable. He's still a capable athlete. He's 31 years old. You saw him last year on hard knocks when he was running. He still has speed. He still made plays. No one's – well, we just watched him bench, what, 325 a couple times and he was ripped? Right. So, so I mean, he's – you know, off-season looks like he's off-season ready. I'm sure it won't take him long to get football ready. So, he needs to be – he needs to be a quarterback yeah. that can throw the ball down the field. Because one thing Big Ben did have was a big arm, you know. So, he, he can give him a chance. That's one. Yep. I mean, Tom Brady. I mean, if he went to the Bucks, I mean, that's a thought. That's just a lot of personality out there, and for him, you know, for those all those guys in Florida, you know, him and uh, Evans. I think Evans coming to his own. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So we've gone through all of that. Now to uh, the. God awful professional football that's being played in Ohio. Yes, sir. Did they get it fixed? Did they get it fixed? <laughs> so <laughs> let's know. go with the Bengals first since they haven't made quite as many moves, but I think they made some good moves, particularly DJ Redder. He's a D tackle. He's going to stuff the run. You're in the AFC North. Yep. You have to play against Chubb and Kareem Hunt and all these guys. You got to stop the run. What do you think about I, that? I like the move. I mean, Geo Atkins is coming up on the probably the starting the back end of his career. So he's been doing it for a while, but I think he's slowed down a little bit. You know, this guy helping him out is going to be huge for the Bengals, I think. So the Bengals need more guys rotating for the defensive line as well. Because that's just that's when they were best when they had basically, you know, a six, seven guy rotation out there, you know, keeping everybody fresh and they were playing defense. So I like when they were playing good defense. That's why I'm confused about and letting Andrew Billings go, who's an excellent D tackle for a rotation guy right. to go to the Browns. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't know about that. I don't know why that happened, but you know, I agree with you because they, they need the guy, they need guys like that. He was, he was decent. You know, I think where the Bengals failed was 
you know, their linebacker play and their defensive backs. Like I like the um, William Jackson at DB, but I didn't like, I'm glad Kirkpatrick, I mean, did they cut him yet or what? I'm not sure. I know that. No, he's still on the roster as of, as of this morning, he's still on the roster. Well, he's not a top cornerback. He's at most of number three. He never has been. No, like Alabama, he was he was good playing cover two, but Bengals a lot of times were playing man coverage. He either get beat or he would be um have a penalty thrown on him all the time. It was terrible to watch, you know. So he's not like he a just just lockdown fast. corner like that. Yeah, he's just not fast enough. But he's a, he's a good player. I mean, he survived now until two thousand. You know, he's drafted in two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah. So he he's played. He's definitely good enough to be in the league, for sure. But he's just not a top cornerback that they wanted him to be. Yeah. So I I like that tech. I like getting the tackle for the Bengals because they need some work on their defense. Now I think they have some good DNs and stuff. I think the scheme was terrible as part of their problem. Yeah, but. What do you think about? I liked him picking up Trey, um, yeah, Trey Wayne. Three years. I'm I'm not mad. I think he showed he was a top tier corner in Minnesota. I think he could play. Um, I'm glad they decided, hey, we're gonna spend some money on this guy because they, they don't do that. So they went after him, they got him. I think it's worth it. And I think he's one of those guys that can go in and, and kind of not necessarily put on the island all the time, but you know, there's always that threat. You know, him and William Jackson on the other side, I'm not mad about that. As far as cornerbacks, plus they have, they just signed McKenzie Alexander. It's like was it a one year four million dollar deal? You know, McKenzie yeah. Alexander he's playing for his next contract, so like he's going to put his best best foot forward this year and try to play. And he got a one year deal. Yep, he got a one year deal. He also came from the Vikings. Yep, yep. So I'm trading. Here's my thing about him: it's three years, forty two million. Bengals were horrible in turnover margin last year. They need to get turnovers. Trey's only had one interception in the last two years. Now, there's a lot of things that can be involved in why that's the case. Right. But you need players, and I don't know with that price if you're getting the value. But he is a good player. So Yeah. He, like I said, there, there's a lot of goes into, you know, he, maybe he's not a ball-hawking guy, you know, but I think he is definitely a good player. And, like, yeah. I understand the concern with it, but I'm not mad about the signing. I'm, I'm cool with it. Hopefully, the team get better. I don't know if there's any defense coordinator this year for them, but, you know, hopefully it gets better. Hopefully, they get better linebacker play, too. You know, I was, like, vigil that he was hurt last year and everything. So, obviously, no one out there is going to be perfect. Perfect is a game changer when it comes to playing linebacker, and there's not a lot of dudes out there like him. So, yeah, you're right. So I, I think the Bengals have done good. I think their defense got better, even though they did lose some people. Right. And I got one more Bengals thing for you, and then you can have whatever you want and how you think they're going to do. But A.J. Green getting tagged. He said he wouldn't show up if he gets tagged. What's going on there? What do you think? I mean, if he wants maximum money and he wants a chance at one more big contract, it's probably in his best interest to go ahead and get tagged because he's been hurt the last two years. Hasn't played a full season since, like, what, 2015, 2016, something like that? So, yep. I mean, it's his chance to show, hey, I'm still a top-flight receiver. I'm 31 years old. I'm holding it down. I'll take this franchise tag and go out there and try to show the way to young Joe Burrow and, you know, make plays. That's his chance. Yeah. He's to the point now where he can't just expect someone to give him a bunch of money. He's got to be, he's got to have a prove it year. Like, you know, like we talked about like Antonio Brown or something. Right. Now one thing, so. one thing is Joe Burrow 
how strong is his arm? Is his arm stronger than Andy Dalton? Cause I'm not sure. It's, he sure looks awfully good. Now we didn't even talk about Dalton. I was going to bring that up. Like, what do you think is going to happen there? And do you think Burroughs is the answer? I don't know. Like, I think Dalton got kind of the sword in the stick because the Bengals didn't do anything last year in the offseason. Had the same exact team coming back. I think Dalton can play. I think I think Dalton would have been a better fit in Chicago than Nick Foles is. I think I think Dalton would be more successful than Foles is. Um, I think Foles has to be in the absolute right situation to be successful. But I think Dalton, I think Dalton can still play. I think he's at least the average quarterback. Um, I don't know if they want to bring along Burrow slowly. I mean, they could if they make some um, additions to the offensive line. You know, have the offense run through um, Joe Mixon, and now if AJ Green's back and healthy, I, I think that he can go out there and play well for the Bengals. To be honest with you. And put himself in position to get paid by somebody. But I still think he has some ball left in him. That's my opinion. I yeah, know, I think everybody else, oh, Dalton's terrible. Dalton, Dalton does this or that, but it's not all on Dalton. Now, there's times when, like, there's been prime time games where he hasn't shown up, and that's definitely the case. But I wouldn't put all the blame on Dalton, especially for last year. It's not all his fault. No, I think somebody you know, could really do some work with him. Uh, yeah, we'll see where he goes. I think he's a good option. He's not as old as a lot of these guys. So yeah, he's what, I don't know what 32? the Bengals are asking for him, though. I don't I don't know what the Bengals want for him. There's so many quarterbacks out there. Teams ain't going to be willing to give up a lot to get him unless they think he is their guy, right? which I don't think that's obviously out there at this point. But I could see somebody like the Patriots or the Chargers or – uh, maybe even the Redskins maybe taking a flyer on him. I don't know what the market is for him, but I think he can play. Uh, we've talked about this several times, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. I think that if they, I think they would have valued that for um, last year. Yeah. So that's the only thing for him. I think that I think that value wise. It would have been would have been better last year. Oh, I'll ask you a quick question because I had headphones in, and they just did something weird and turned off. So, am I sounding weird right now, or am I still good? You're still good. It looked like you went out for like a couple seconds, but you're yeah, good. something happened with my headphones. I don't know what they shouldn't have. Everything was good, but I'm trying to put back on, put it back in, to see if they work. So, all right, so. What's the Bengals? What's your projection? What are you thinking next year so far? It's got to be better, right? For the Bengals? Yeah, I think it'd be better than last yeah, year Bengals. for sure. All right. What's a record? Give me a record. I think they'll go nine and what seven. What are they going to do? Wow. People would be thrilled with that probably, especially if they squeaked into the sixth spot in the AFC. Yep. I think they will go nine and right? seven. I'm confident about that. Now, we haven't talked about this, but, but they expanded the playoffs. That doesn't mean Cincinnati and Cleveland's ever going to get in, even with the expanded playoffs, but <laughs> there is more opportunity. Right, now. no, that's that's true. There's more opportunity, but I think that the Bengals can can be 500 or float around 500 to get a little bit better. So, Don't you think it's going to be a lot to do with Burroughs? Who I, think, who I think the Bengals are going to take? Yeah, I think they're going to take Burrow. 
No, but I mean, do you think he is – is he why you think you're going to get the nine and seven? That's a big jump after a horrendous year. Um, no, I don't think he's going to be why. I think it's just because they're making – they're actually making play free agency. Uh, I think they're actually trying to do something this year where last year they did nothing. And last year they lost a bunch of close games. I thought they were very capable of winning, you know. So – or they went two games last year. They, I think yeah. they could have at least won six or seven games last year. So, and that was with the well, that was with making no move previous off season. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I uh, I see five wins. Uh, I don't think they'll be as bad as last year. I, as we've talked about before, I have serious questions about the coaching staff yeah. and the head coach there. Just because he was getting coffee for Sean McVay in L.A. doesn't make you an NFL True. head coach. So I think verdict's going to be out on him big time this year. I can't emphasize this enough. I think there's might be some coaching issues there. Uh, things just weren't good last year. Now, he did get the guys ready to go to beat Cleveland at the end of the year. I'll give him a lot of credit for that. But uh, we'll see what I'll, happens. I'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm, they, I'm a, they were still playing hard for him at the end of the season. So – I mean, I'll give them that. He had a motivated enough to where they're still playing hard when it was a, a bad situation. They could have just mailed it in and said, oh, screw it. You know, we have the number one pick. We're good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I, I guess we'll see. I'm calling five wins. You're calling nine. That's early projections. Free agency isn't done yet. We haven't seen the draft, but we'll go with that now. Let's. We're not no. afraid on this podcast. We're gonna put on the board. Throw it out there put now. on the board. If they, if they get it, call me a prophet. That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So, the biggest free agent activity had been a lot with the Browns, and we're gonna. I'm gonna talk a little Browns here and see what you think too. Here, uh, second round tender on Kareem Hunt. They're keeping him. What do you think? Yeah, they're gonna keep him. Like. He put himself in decision in a position where that's all that he's worth right now. So, I mean, I'd keep him around if I could. Good for them. He's a quality football player. Yeah. Now, it, yeah. They were definitely better so, with him in the game. I think Nick – I think problem is Nick Chubb is better yeah. as, a, as a feature standalone running back. And he's a grinded-out type running back. He's there all game. He's coming all game. You know, he could be a three-down back for sure. And um, I think that Hunt hurts him because he's taking away touches. I think Nick Chubb, you can give him the ball 30-plus times a game, and he's going to wear out a defense. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. I think they're both three-down backs. I think they're two of the top backs in the league. I mean, Hunt really should have been playing in the Super Bowl. So – Oh, that's just – that's a lot of power. I can't think anybody has a better right. one-two combination of running back than the Browns. So I'm going to go to Austin Hooper. They made him the highest tight end paid at four years, $44 million, 23 guaranteed. Good player, 75 catches, 787 yards. Only had one drop the last two years, which is important because their tight ends couldn't catch up basketball last year. Um a little overpaying, but I guess if you have the money and it makes your I don't team know. better, like, I think, I think they could have probably – they probably could have gotten someone for, a, you know, a better price. 
that's a good player, not necessarily a great player. I, I think he is a great player. Um, I don't know. I think they could have gotten someone else and then use that extra money elsewhere on their team, personally. But, I mean, he's a good player. I mean, it's, it's ultimately, I mean, you pay what you, for what you get. So, I mean, he's, their offense should be potent. Like, there's no reason, you know, as long as they get um, – I don't know how their offensive line play is. I haven't really paid that close attention like that. But Baker Mayfield can't say he doesn't have weapons around him. He has weapons all over the place for him. So. Yeah, but you have to have that tight end. And they didn't have that guy last year. Joku was in the doghouse. He can't catch. The other guys couldn't catch. And then if you look at what the Ravens and Steelers do, the Ravens have three tight ends that will come in and make plays. Big dudes that catch the ball. Steelers always have a good tight end. Eifert was always there for the Bengals when Dalton needed him. You got to have that player. Yeah, I just question Mayfield. For the I've always questioned Mayfield. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll see. Let's go to Jet Conklin, right tackle, three years, $42 million, $30 million guaranteed. He's great at the zone blocking system they're putting in. He was rated the third best passing right tackle in the yeah. league last year, or maybe tackle overall. I like the signing. They needed help. Yeah, no, tackle. I, I think that's definitely think a great signing for them. Um, good, you know, help Baker Mayfield out, you know, give him more protection. Obviously good at running the ball. So, I mean, there's no reason with the place, the the piece they have in place and the piece that they just signed, why they shouldn't be able to move the ball up and down the field. There, To me, there, there's really no excuse at this point. Yep. They obviously had horrendous coaching last year, so that's why I'm going to wait and see what happens here. Now, this is the one that's interesting to me. Case Keenum, three years, $18 million, $10 million guaranteed. You don't pay that kind of money. I think he's, a, he's an insurance what do you policy going on there? because they don't have the his new coaching staff, and I don't think that they have the belief in that Baker Mayfield's the guy. So, yeah, and Case Keenum had his best year with Coach Stefanski in the yeah, Minnesota. Case Keenum's nothing flashy, but he can go out there. He's a veteran guy who can get it done. So, I don't know. I, I think that Mayfield should probably be – I don't say worried yet, but he's, he can't play like he did this year. Yeah, and then – the Browns did a bunch of one-year def- uh, deals with defensive players, kind of sh- put up or shut up guys. Guys, if they want to get paid, they got to prove it, which I like. So you got B.J. Goodson, one-year veteran inside linebacker. You know, he played for Green Bay. He's a first down, second down guy. I like it because uh, their linebacker play last year was not good. I don't care what anybody says. Carl Joseph, uh, one year. He's a former first rounder. You know, he played four years with the Raiders last year. Did he's he a good hurt? starting safety. Well, wasn't really he hurt some of the time before? So that kind of hurt him a little bit. He was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Billings, we talked about him from the Bengals. He's going to give you good minutes. He was a high school Texas powerlifting record holder. Yeah. Uh, he's going to give them good minutes. Andrew Billings, uh, I mean, Kevin Johnson, former first-round pick himself. He has a bad injury history, but he's an excellent nickelback, you know, came from the Bills. I think he makes their D better. And then Andrew Sendajo, another safety, got a one-year from the Vikings. He's 32 years old. He's a nice rotation player that can still play. And today they signed a cornerback from Dallas, Donovan Alumba. Didn't play much. He was on his rookie year. They must see something right. in him we don't know about, so we'll find out. Uh, 
I like the Browns moves. I hate to drink the Kool-Aid because they haven't proved to me otherwise that they're going to be anything since they've been back. I think there's a lot of good moves here. The team is just so talented. you got to think at some point something's going to happen. Rookie head coaches right. don't have a good history yep. of doing very well. You know what I mean? But I think Pittsburgh is going to be down. I'm not convinced Ben Roethlisberger is going to come back and be Ben Roethlisberger, and if he isn't, they're going to have a bad year. Uh, I think their defense will still be good, but in this NFL, you got to score points, and that's why they didn't make the Ball playoffs last team, year. Though. Uh, the Bengals, I think, got to get away. I think the Bengals still need some work. And Baltimore is going to be super tough. So do I think the Browns can, with this roster, get in the playoffs? Yeah, I think they'd be the first wild card. I think they're going to win – 11? Uh, let's go 11 games. They got, an easy, yeah. they got an easy schedule. Very easy. Now, teams in the NFL are a lot better year in and year out, you know, so you never really know. But look at their schedule right now. There's no way if they don't have some decent coaching this year and they can control the personalities. Yeah, I would say 10 and 6. That was my guess schedule. for record. So, like I said, the talent-wise, there's, there's no reason why they shouldn't go out there and at least be a wild card in the playoffs. So, All right, so there is some hope next year in Ohio at this point, although there yeah, truly never is once the season, season starts. We'll see after the first quarter of the season. Time of the year. If, if they're playing ball, if they're playing ball, that's yep. the question. I don't know yet. Yep. Yep, so there we go. There's our. There's what we're thinking for the Ohio. We think the football is going to get a little better, but it can't get much worse. So I don't know if that makes you people out there feel better about their teams this oh, that's year, it. but that's what we're going to go the with. The Browns have higher I'm expectations this year than the Bengals. Huh? So. If they're not in the playoffs, uh, it's a, you know, they'll be firing everybody again. So, I got one more question for you here. Eric Reed was released from the Panthers. Obviously, a lot of controversy there. Does he get another job? I think he, think I think he will get a on? job somewhere, for sure. Um, now, who will take him on? Let's see. It's not going to be anybody in like a, in like a conservative-type market or conservative-type owner. You know what I mean? So he played for one of the most kind of, I guess, I won't say progressive owners, but I think he'll go somewhere. I just don't know the team he will go to. Because um, he's a good player. I think, I think as far as being how good he is, I mean, I think he's top third as far as safety-wise. He got them. Well, he was still under contract. I think right. the new coaching staff might not want to put up because I mean that. he's going to be vocal in his beliefs. So I mean that's just something that you know our coaching staffs and ownership going to be going to want to stand by him when he's speaking what he believes. You know, and right now they, I think owners are looking at they're looking at you know the money situation too. So I mean I think I think this whole thing with coronavirus could kind of affect this decision because everybody wants to try to make sure they maximize, you know, what they can bring in money-wise with the fan base because they don't know how the season's going to start because of the whole coronavirus thing. So I still think he's going to get signed. I just don't think it's going to be anything quick. Yeah, I think now these guys, some of this other stuff might drag out for a little bit. Some of these guys, 
I think some of these quarterbacks might yeah. stay on the it's market until somebody possible. gets hurt. For sure. You know? So, we didn't talk about Foles, but, uh, you know, I think Foles was brought in to start over uh, Trubinsky. I think Trubinsky's done. You don't bring in a well, guy like Foles think- making that much money to sit on the bench. Trubisky so, had a lot of growing to do. Stuff you know? I question the whole Trubisky, how he shot up in the draft and everything, because he only started for one season in North Carolina, and all of a sudden the, the Bears traded up and got him. Like, I feel like he was running a spread in North Carolina. He did pretty good for one year, but why wasn't he starting before that, you know? So I'm not taking any, I'm me personally, I'm not taking anybody in in the top ten to be my quarterback of the future if they only started one year in college, you know, and they were a redshirt player. That just it shouldn't happen to me. That that just it makes me question something. Yeah, they did. Well, they mortgaged the future for him. Uh, they gave up a lot of picks and everything, and it's just not working out. And I feel bad. He's an Ohio guy. He's from Cleveland. I was hoping to do well. Uh, I hate to say I've given up on him, but I've given up on him. I don't think you can win with him. Uh, I think Foles Thing. will be starting by preseason game number one. They, I mean, not they, they need a running game, game to uh, help him out. One. You know, they have a great – I think they have Allen Robinson at receiver, who would be really good. But Trubisky, to me, is like a Cam Newton. He needs to be able to run the zone read and use his legs to be effective. Yeah, but he's just he's just not that good. I'll tell you what, this coaching staff was there with the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. They know Foles well, and Foles has essentially been brought in to save all their jobs because if the Bears don't do well this year, everybody's gone there, and they know it. And uh, yeah, they're banking on Foles. No, we'll saving see for sure. Them, so we'll see what we'll happens. We'll see for sure. So. so the NFL free agency has been exciting. Covered a lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff uh, to talk about in that free agency because you know um, nothing else is going on, no other sports. So that's in the that's in the front of everything right now, and uh, it's been fun seeing where everybody goes. There's going to be a lot to watch next year. A lot of question marks out there. In yeah, my opinion. for sure. More questions than answers in the NFL. Hundred percent. So, all right, let, let's let's push out of NFL free agency. I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing us talking about this and everything. But Dane and I were kind of discussing some things. We're talking about different places that we both have been that we enjoy as far as adult beverage establishments. Um, so we want to put a list together, kind of a list where um, we separately enjoy going and then kind of a list where we enjoy going uh, together and having a good time and seeing everybody there. So, Dane, which list you want to start with? Your your own personal list or ones where we've gone to places together and had good times at? Oh, man. Uh Let's start with the good times here. Why don't you okay. we gotta go over some of the places? Uh, you know what the bad part is? It's hard to remember a lot of this right. stuff. That's a lot the, of these places yeah. probably and I were getting old. Water. So some places but, that we thought were good times, they're probably not around now. So, but at the time, it was great. We always had fun there. So I'm sure we'll we'll try our best to remember names and go from there. So. So just so everybody knows, we thought of this because, you know, with everybody locked away and all the bars and restaurants were closed, just kind of put a smile on my face thinking about all the good times we used to have out there all throughout the country. Uh, And we want the bars back (laughs) as soon as possible. So everybody out there, give us our bars back. Give us our bars back. But with that, we'll do some reminiscing here to start. And, uh, 
You know, me and Terrell, you got to start with Bojangles. Thursday night, dollar beers, dollar mixed drinks. Always a good fight. Not on <laughs> I TV, agree 100%. Bojangles bar. is the, the hometown bar. It's right there in West Carroll where I'm from. Uh, Dane lived down the street from it at the time. Um, at the time, those Thursday nights, you know, Bojangles brought in a crowd from all over Dayton. It was always interesting to me, the fact that like, you'd have people from South Side, North Side, West Side, East Side, Dayton all get together. And we're regulars in the place, and everybody was good. Everybody got along mostly. Usually, if there was any kind of fire, any kind of issue, it was someone that wasn't a normal at the bar, a normal person at the bar, and they were causing problems or causing trouble. So, but the main group that was there, you know, they're from all over the city, and everybody got along just fine. And it was just, uh, you just had to be there to enjoy it. But as we said last week, it's not a place that I would take everybody to. You know, you got to make sure. You, you, you want to kind of bring your responsible friends there because if they're not responsible, something will be – things will be dealt with and they will be taken care of by people that are regulars at the bar. So <laughs> it is, but they is it remodeled it so it's not nearly as big as what it was. It's like half the size. So. Oh, man. All right, so let's move south to Cincinnati, Ohio where Terrell will do the Superman dance <laughs> on his birthday at the Black Fin <laughs> in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Great place. No. It's no longer there. It wasn't even there very no, long. No, those, those bars on 7th Street. You just always go there and hang out where it's Black Fin or Lodge Bar right next to it pretty much. Um, yeah, good time. I don't I don't go out there and dance much, but that time from birthday, I was actually out there dancing. So, I mean, it was a good time. It was fun, and I'll never forget it. Great time on birthday. <laughs> yeah that's right Blackfin was always a good spot then we got the Lodge Bar where you know we've had our fair share of fun there including an epic fight <laughs> I think that shut the bar down uh, I never understood it but then they had yeah, like a I don't mascot know what was walking up around that. dressed as a uh, panda but yeah, or something a, a mascot walking around doing that I don't know what the point <laughs> of it was but you know it didn't, it didn't stop us from going there so I mean, it was a good time All right, so let's kick it north. We're going yes, to the all Blind Pig. St. Patty is always a good time. <laughs> uh, usually we end up there, I guess probably middle of the day at that point. I, I don't remember what time of day we usually went there, but it was always a good time going. Always had fun. So the <laughs> Cleveland, the Cleveland uh, establishments are definitely Dane's spot. That's Dane's part of the, part of the state. So um, I just know always going there every St. Patty's Day and having a good time. That's right. Yep, St. Patty's Day, always good to visit Cleveland, go yep. to Thirsty yep. Parrot and stuff up there by the stadiums. Love Cleveland. All right, we're going to go west a little bit. We're going to go to Wrigleyville yes. outside of Chicago. Yeah, we're basically bar hopping in those places. places. I don't remember the names of any of the bars that were there. I know we went, we had, um, I think we had rooftop seats when we went there one time. And, um, you know, Wrigleyville is a great time. Uh, I encourage everybody to go at least once. Uh, I know the rooftop seats aren't what they were. Now they put the big scoreboards out there. They probably took away some of the, some of the, the viewing that was there and the, the seats that were there across the street from the stadium that are pretty much like you're in the upper deck and everything. But I encourage everybody to go to Wrigleyville at least once. It's definitely a good experience to go uh, go to Cubs games. You know, they do it right there. 
And if you're in the Chicago area, you got to go to Big Joe's for That's the right. turtle races. That's right. I did wear a t-shirt. My turtle got the dub. I picked the right one. He was quick. You know, I appreciated his effort. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's a time that I'll never forget. It was good times for sure. Never thought I'd be in the bar watching turtle races. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad I picked the right turtle. Got the dub for sure. <laughs> yep. And uh, let's swing back to Cleveland. The Clevelander Bar and Grill, a Cleveland staple, always a St. Patty's Day stop for some yeah, car cool. bombs and some green beer or whatever the hell we're drinking. Usually you start there early. That's like an early spot. Yep. Get in there for the place even opens almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clevelanders all going there for sure. Yep. One what place I, I, I don't want to forget. I said this is when Dan was living in Dayton back in the day, Bar Louie at the Green. Um, we definitely went there quite a bit. Definitely used yes. to hook us up. So our tabs weren't expensive, what they should have been. Uh, always had a good time. That was before all the other places and bars came in and kind of took business away from the green. But at the time, the green was the spot, and it was a good time for sure. So um, another – And I'm just throwing it out there. I don't care. Always talented, Bar <laughs> Louis. Always talented. I got to throw it out there. I don't care. It's sad that they're all closing. You know, you've seen they're going bankrupt, and I don't know if they're going to be individual now or what. But uh, – yeah, Bar Louie was a good spot to go. Horrendous service. You waited forever for drinks in that place, but you went there for the scenery and the action. Good times for sure. Good, good know, times for good sure. Spot. Another place I'm going to bring up uh, in Cincinnati, uh, actually I guess we'll call it in Newport, right across the river, was Brio. Uh, main main reason for that was uh, our friend Lee, who's like I said, resident genius, resident uh, chef, resident mixologist. He was the bartender there at the time. So you always make sure to take care of us with beverages, made them strong, made them cheap. And um, it was always a good starting spot for us. You know, usually end up getting us in trouble later on, but always a good starting spot for sure. Yeah, I think yeah, we drink like a whole bottle of gin kind of there crazy. for like 10 bucks. Uh, but I said that, that was <laughs> a, a good time, a good day for that. So, um, Brio's good. Got some kind of champagne slushy drink too. You know, it's actually an Italian restaurant. Yeah. I recommend it. It's pretty good. I haven't been to one in years. They don't have a lot of these for sure. Place, but uh, I'm gonna take it to the West Coast place that Dan and I went. We we're out there visiting my friend Greg out in. Um, he lived in Long Beach at the time, but this bar is called Sharky's. It's in Huntington Beach, uh, specifically for a Sunday Fun Day. Um, we did that the last the last day we were in Huntington Beach. And it was a great time. Didn't want to leave. Um, it was really everybody's getting together. I think it started like at 10 o'clock in the morning. And it was just an all-day thing. Sunday fun day by the beach. I definitely recommend it. I'm pretty sure it's still there. It's still around. And everybody's still hanging out, having good times there. So um, I'll give it a thumbs up for sure. <laughs> Sharky's was wild. That place was wild like you like just described it like everybody was just sitting around no, it, chilling it, it, it was, was like sure it was there's a lot going on <laughs> i mean i don't really know what else to say about it there's just a lot going on for sure so i gotta throw something out there i gotta throw something out there we didn't think about you're gonna you're gonna be What's surprised that? you forgot about this indianapolis when we used to do the indie trips the red <laughs> yeah, that's right rock lobster all those, all those places in broad ripple you know, always had a good time there. Always had more fun in Broderick than did downtown Indianapolis. So back in the day when we were young and dumb and everything, 
we have friends places we can walk to afterwards. Um, you know, you go to Rock Lobster, you go to Red Room, you go to um, oh, I forget what it's called. I'm picturing the bar. What was the place that was open until four in the morning? Oh, yeah, at the dirt floor in the Cosmo. Oh, those um, Cosmo, Casba, <laughs> Casba shots, Casba bar. Yeah, Casba shots, Casba. Yeah, we highly recommend this place. Was, you it, have it, to go it to wasn't a place that's a story. Just floor. wasn't. You just place. got to experience. But it was our. It was a good basement. They had an upstairs bar, which is a little Dude, more fine. Was, they had the basement bar, which is the truth. So I'm on board with it. I'm sure there's many people that's listening to this that's been there. What? Um, you know, if it's still there, I recommend it. Might not be for everybody, but it was good for us. On place became the chainsaw massacre's <laughs> basement. That's what this place looked like. Yeah, it, it it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, let's see, hockey town in Detroit. Whenever I went to visit Dan in Detroit, we always ended up going to this place. Good time, good sports bar. Uh, I was holding it down. It was always a staple when we were up there, so I always had fun. Hockey Town's probably my favorite sports bar of all time. Three stories, the memorabilia in there is incredible. Good food. Uh, if you go to Detroit, go downtown Detroit. I, I highly recommend it. It's a must visit. Um, sure. And lastly, on the list I have here is back in good old Dayton, Ohio. It's actually in Washington Township. A little place I was by my old apartment called Bargos. Um, we went there back in the day. It's actually still there, but it's not as hopping as what it was. But 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was a good spot. Uh, they have solid food. Usually good drinks, good people, good hanging out. Always had a good time there. Dane did too. Here's the problem with Bargos. Like, their main drink was this Long Island iced tea. They, they serve. I don't even know if anybody does this anymore. They served yeah, the Long it's, Island it's iced 20, tea. It's in a 20-ounce glass. Cup, right? They still do it. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, this is definitely when we wish Uber and stuff was around back then because you'd be seeing right. double everything after a couple of those bad boys. I don't know what it is about that area. Don't forget about Elsa's down there with the bad one margaritas. Yeah, they yeah, you get, you get a maximum of three, uh, three bad ones from Elsa's. That's it. You're only having three. So good spot, good margaritas. Only have three, so you know they're strong. They'll put you under, so be careful if you're drinking So any of these places still open, I want you to go out there and support your local businesses. Hit them up as soon as this thing's over. Tip your bartenders. That's right. Tip your Lyft drivers. All right? <laughs> and get out to these places. Now, I want to give a shout at some of the uh, some of the other bars that I've been to that's more of like low-key personal bars I've been to. So Buffalo Joe's, my wife used to work there. So when we first started dating back in the day, she would uh, put me those free beverages there and uh, take care of it. So you know, good spot there, uh, good food, support your local small businesses, especially during these times, uh, you know, solid food. I definitely recommend it. The little sports bar on the corner there. Uh, when myself, and D, when myself and DJ used to live in Oakley, yep. place we used to go, we used to go to the Oak. They have some of the best wings I've ever had. I think that they, they do, um, what do they do? They always cook them naked. You have different options as far as doing that. It's good, good beverages, good food. And that small little spot, good place to hang out at. Um, another place I was there in Oakley that I would go to, it was more for shooting pool and throwing darts for me, was animations. Uh, a little more of a dive bar, but um, I'd say it was a good spot. I was always like it was a good starting spot uh, to go and do that stuff and get some cheap drinks and hang out before actually going to the, the actual place we were trying to go. 
<clears throat> excuse me, um, way back in the day, uh, I used to go visit Greg when he was at Wright State. We go to a bar called Wallabies. Now, granted, we got in some trouble there every once in a while, but usually that was a staple. It's usually packed, usually good times. We usually had a lot of fun there. So, um, one place that uh, one place that I do suggest going for well, I don't know about now, but back in the day, it was good. It was in Louisville. We used to go to Fourth Street Live. Uh, Dane and I have been there a couple times. Went there for New Year's before. We always have fun there. Never a dull moment, for sure. Um, There's nothing like drinking in Louisville. It's so hot you can see it in the air swirling around. It's so hot. and You're just pounding <laughs> drinks and sweating them out. That's true. It was always super humid there, for sure. So, But a great time, especially around derby time. I suggest it. Now, what else do I have here? Um, yep. We went to LAX for Greg's bachelor party uh, in Vegas. I did not, not, not oh, talking, talking about, about not Vegas, talking about Vegas oh. much, just a little bit. Go to LAX. It's always good to have bottle service there. <laughs> and it's always good to have your own VIP area with your own security guard. It's always a plus, always safe. I always recommend it. Only if you can get a discount like we did. You know, otherwise you'd be paying arms and legs for it for sure. But it's way better having a good bar every time for your drink. Way more cost effective. Vegas is really the last place in this country. That's true. Yeah, you're, you're not going to see that hardly scene. anywhere at all. So, you know, they, we went there. One shout out on that, though. When we were at the bachelor party, I'm going to shout this place out, and I don't even know what it was called, but everybody's passed out. But not me and Terrell. We were up early, and we were sitting at this bar that was, like, in the middle yeah, of the was- mall, and we were there for, like, hours. Sitting in a bar, a little circular ball. Yeah. Right, ball no, it, bar it, right it was in the middle, middle of um, Planet Hollywood. I forget the name of the place it was. But, yeah, we were there early. And it was probably a mistake on our part. But we were definitely there early. Bartender's from Ohio. So then she was hooking up with some beverages. But, um, yeah, definitely a good time, for sure. For sure. Um, if anybody's ever in Evansville, Indiana, I know not many people are, but some people do. place we used to go to back in the day. My friend Dawson used to always take us there. <laughs> Fast Eddie's. If you're from Evansville or surrounding area, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, always had a good time. Never a dull moment. Um, I wouldn't be surprised by anything I saw there. So I think Dane's been there on separate occasions than what I have. Either way, we always had good times. I do like Fast Eddie's. It's another nasty <laughs> place where your shoes actually stick to the ground. That's true. You actually get a work leg workout on, on there, the stage so and everything sticky. too, so. You know, trying to keep it. Yeah, everybody's dancing with their feet to the ground. Like, that's right, it. Right. Now, one <laughs> other place I will forth. suggest, and Dane's going to suggest on his list, just be from a different town. Back in the day, there's a bar called Banana Joe's that we used to go to. It was a staple in downtown Dayton. I don't know. Anybody's from Dayton used to always go there. Always a good time. Always a mix of people. Uh, always have fun. I know Dane always went to Banana Joe's up in Akron. Not sure if it's the same, same kind of bar or not. I'm pretty sure it is. But um, like I said, never a dull moment there either. You saw us see people hanging out. I remember having beverages with Ron Harford back in the day there. So it was always interesting, always fun. Um, but it was probably one of the first larger bars that I went to when I was of age or almost of age to have beverages. So Let me tell you something about Banana Joe's because it clo- I was only about right. 21. The one in Akron closed before yours did. Yours closed pretty quickly after that. 
And then the one out here, there was one in Allentown, I guess. But I'm going to have a moment of silence for Banana Joe's. The epitome of what a bar should be. Just pure chaos. Such a good time. Talent everywhere. Thongs hanging outside of pants on the servers. I don't know who started that fad. It was stupid, but it was fun while we were there. Shots all over the place. Good deals. Beer tubs everywhere. Couches you would never sit on with 10 pairs of clothes on. Like, that place was the bomb. <laughs> Open till 4 a.m. It's just too bad everybody kept shooting each other outside of it, which got it shut down. But Banana Joe's, the holy grail of a good time back <laughs> in the day. Shout out to Banana yeah. Joe's. Moment of silence for its demise. Thank you. <laughs> and last question to mention, I said, is another local spot. Yeah, from where I grew up, uh, most people from West Carroll to Miamisburg, Southside Dayton would go to this place. It's actually a really big bar, which is kind of crazy. Also, had darts and pool tables inside. We also also go there and play uh, the Miami Valley Sports Bar. I don't know if it's still good or not. I can't say it was good before, but it was a place where everybody went and hung out. Um, it, you always come out smoky. You walk in, you're walking to a cloud of smoky, and after smoking was banned in Ohio. They didn't care. It didn't matter. But Anybody else local that always went there. So if you were looking, if we were looking for any kind of like class union, you know, that's where you're gonna see a bunch of people that you hadn't seen seen for years. So um that was that was kind of my list of local spots that I would go to and place I would like and, and kind of go from there. So definitely recommend some of those places. I probably recommend some of those places now. I'm pretty sure they're shut down, but overall, always had a good time. Well said. Now you ever have that place you just hate and you don't have a good explanation for it, but you just hated the place? That was a Miami, Miami's Burke Sports Bar for me. Don't know why, just hated it. Just, yeah, the one thing is, I used to go there on Sundays and play ping pong. So, <laughs> yes, we did play ping pong. Yeah, it did have all the sport. I don't know if it was because it was like, uh, it was like a high school bar. Like everybody, like, used yeah, to it's there. definitely yeah, a local that's bar where, like, that sure. was like the local so. bar. I know. I think. I think um, Elena went there one time. She's like, "I'm never going back there ever again." I'm like, yeah, probably best. Good call. <laughs> so, that's right. So, I guess I got some spots here. My favorite spot at this point in my life, because it's kind of an older crowd and it's still chaos, is the Starboard, where happy hours at 9 a.m. in Dewey Beach, Delaware. Look it up. Get get to Dewey Beach. It's an adult party. Don't have a lot of the kids running around. Starboard's the cream of the crop. Bottle and Cork is another bar in Dewey Beach. It's got the live stage open outside. Just a blast. So get to Dewey Beach. Highly recommend it. Um, yeah, I'll see, really I'll see if I can talk to Lane and let me sometime. take a road trip out there. Definitely. Yeah, that's got to be a summer right. place, though, because it's a little cold in Delaware in the winter. Then we got another favorite spot of mine. will always be a favorite spot. I think I went like seven years yep. in a row, and we went together one time with a bunch of people. Pine Bay, Ohio, the Roundhouse Bar. Big red buckets of beer with a bag of ice in it. Great time. Usually had some good entertainment, like that comedian guy or whatever he was. He's got to be yeah, dead now. Crazy. Drink a bottle crazy. Of well, yeah, no, definitely show. good time. But I miss Putin Bay. It was fun. We'll have to plan a trip there again, for sure. 
Yeah, Putin Bay is a must. Will always be one of my favorites. All right. I'm going to go to Teak Nightclub in Hoboken, New Jersey. I'm just going to say it like this. Talent, talent, talent. Good drinks. Good place to hang out. You want to know what Jersey's about? Mm-hmm. I think you should go to you Teak Nightclub. fist bump in there, anything like on Jersey One of my all-time favorites. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. They actually go to that place all the time on the thing. Now, it's not like it used to be, but like it, back when I was would go there, that yeah, good spot. I'm going to throw out a spot there. Let's throw another California spot out there. Huntington Beach, California. Dukes, right on the water, drinking beers, right on the most beautiful beach in the country at Huntington Beach. Dukes, surf oh, yeah. bar. Remember we're yeah, having some drinks there, doing Definitely some shots. Time. Yeah, I'm good all, I'm all for it for sure. Yep. Now I'm going to have a throwback to when I was young because you wouldn't go there now at our age. But if you're a college dude – Want girl, want to go have a time, good time? Hit up Secrets in Ocean City. That's a blast. They got that's right on the water. That you actually can swim out in the water, although I wouldn't get in it. But you have that option. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just it's a huge party. Good spot. A lot of people probably know what I'm talking about on that one. And what else? Oh, I've been to so many places. Carson Street in Pittsburgh, whole street of bars, great spot. There's a bar with a midget in it, pours drinks in your mouth. How could you not want to do that? I forget the name of it, but Carson Street in Pittsburgh, awesome. And let's see, I'm going to do a little family one. Dawa Bar in Disney's Animal Kingdom in Africa. Outdoor bar, got the African setting, got all the animals around, African beer, margaritas. Nice outside. Good to know. Nice place good to, to chill. Know. I recommend it. Yeah, good to know. Especially yep. since you got kids, you'll be going down there at some point. You want to go to Africa and go to I remember that bar for, sure. for some margaritas. Uh, yeah, that's a spot. I've been there the last three years. Then we got the Newburgh Waterfront. I can't remember the name of the clubs. This was back circa 2010, 11, 12. So had the awesome nightlife on the like the clubs, it was like outside. You're all dressed up, just having a good time. And I'll do one more shout-out. I can't remember. When I was in Boston for two years, unfortunately, I had to work a lot. But definitely some good clubs on the ocean in Quincy, Mass. And definitely some good sports bars to hang out with around, you know, the stadiums. So, you know, all kinds of places. Like I said, it made us, with all this being locked up and nobody can go out, just kind of nice to reminisce and recommend places to go. If ever, it might be a while. Freed up again. I, say, I think I'm feeling that we're gonna be locked down here shortly in the state of Ohio, so we're just we're packing up and, and waiting to see how it goes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And me and you have never been the type to just sit at yeah. home and drink. Yeah, so that's like pretty much how it's going. You know, I did get beverages for this time frame, but I got more like uh, white claws and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man, everybody's doing that. I can't do it. Yeah, it I can't right. do the white so, yeah, I'm not going to have a bunch. I can get something in between to kind of mix it up. But, yeah. But a couple other beverages I probably will have during that time frame if I do. Like I said, I'm not really one to sit at home and have beverages. I'd rather be out doing something. But if I am, I'm going to get to my top five adult beverages. If I had it, that's what I'm making. So, for Ween, number one, Tangerine Tonic. Gin and Tonics, I'm holding it down. That's always been a staple. 
since me and Dane going to uh, going to Bojangles back in the day, it's still tops in my book. I'll make it all day. I have it up there on the on a little bar up in the kitchen right now, ready, ready to go. All the all the ingredients are there. So got that. We used to drink so much Tangerine tonic that we probably, probably increased true. shipments to the U.S. for that probably stuff. True. We want probably out so true. much of us having those. Um, another drink that I've been drinking more often is Tito's and soda. Tito's is vodka, for those who don't know. Um, it's solid vodka. It's not an overly expensive vodka, but it's good. It's solid, and I definitely recommend it. Um, <clears throat> a throwback drink for me I've had for years. I gave bottles of crown to all my groomsmen in the wedding. Plus I had a ground, a bottle of crown that we all, that we all shared Uh crown and Sprite. Always a staple for me. Um, always loved it. Um, I always liked it better than crown and Coke, but I don't discriminate. I'm good on that too. But uh, different bottles of crown was always my thing. So. Uh, seven and seven. That was another drink that I used to have all the time. Uh, Seagram seven and seven up. So you have that. If you're a Canadian whiskey fan, that's the way to go. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's yeah, throwback. Yeah. I used to drink yeah, those I drink years that in ago. In general, I but yeah, back in like yeah, 10, 15 years ago, that was that was a staple. And lastly, I'm going to a drink that I used to drink in college. I think uh my friend Angelo got me in on this. Captain Morgan and Sunkissed. It's an odd pairing, yes, but I promise you, it's decent and you'll appreciate it. So if you want to try that out, college kids, you want to try it out, I suggest it. Um, like I said, it's not your normal pairing. I forget how I even got to that point, but it's definitely something I do recommend. It's solid. What's that? You're missing a very important one in your list. Oh, well. Kentucky Spring I was thinking water. about it like in a bar. No, if I'm making a drink <laughs> for like a big party, like back in the day, then yes, you want to bust out your cooler bust out some water, you know, have a little bit of everything thrown in there, make it taste like pink lemonade, that Kentucky spring water. So it's always good. Never a dull moment. Uh, great to have on those trips, like when you're going to Pudding Bay and stuff. It'll definitely uh, enhance everything. So it's good. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm with Terrell. Tangerine and tonic. Been a staple for a long time. Don't drink them quite as much as I used to anymore because the tonic's so bad for you and I'm old and I don't work it off anymore. Try to avoid right. them, but Tang and tonic have been my go-to for years. Uh, I like Kraken and Coke or Captain and Coke. Uh, that's one of my go-tos. If I, I need something that's not too hard, not too heavy, a little taste, I definitely like those two. If I'm really feeling a little... This is how I do it now. Those two were kind of my drinks for years. Now that I'm old, I understand why old people like to just drink nice. stuff straight. So I do Belvedere on the rocks. I do oh, so Jameson on the Lee. rocks. Lee be happy to hear that. And <laughs> Yeah. And McCallan on the rocks. You know, the better the the more the year, the better. You. That's good stuff. I love me some scotch. And I say that I don't do white Russians anymore. Yeah, Lee, Lee no, we had a we had one night in Cincinnati that was a little out of control. We can blame Lee for that. Uh, we'll have him on and discuss it maybe one day, and maybe we won't. So it was a lot of stupidity. But it was a good time. I think the last thing I remember is I slammed it. I was like, man, that was good. And Lee's like, wow. He goes, somebody set the tone. Yeah, that you definitely it. set the tone. I don't know if it was a good tone, but it was a tone for sure. <laughs> 
So. <laughs> All right, no, man, that was we're, we're almost right. through it. Kind of crazy. Um, I didn't have much rapid fire topics. Obviously, everybody's kind of staying in, staying home. You know, what am I? What am I planning on doing for the upcoming quarantine? That's probably going to happen. I'm being here watching Netflix, watching Amazon Prime. I started Westworld last night. Elena's watching Shaw's at Sunset. I said she took Dane's advice. She's watching Shaw's at Sunset on Friday night, which is a little crazy. But no, we're doing that. Um, we're working on our basement. Like I said, we bought a we bought a sectional for it. Just we just bought a a projector for it. So I'm watching a projector right now uh, on the wall. Um, the kids and I are watching the Mighty Ducks. So we watched uh, Mighty Ducks 1, 2, and 3 between last night and this morning. So Caden's a uh, Mighty Ducks fan now, so that's good. And um, <clears throat> just trying to keep the, the freezer stocked for those times that we're not able to just leave the house, whatever. So other than that, hanging out, trying to make it. Hopefully it doesn't last long, but right now I think we're going to be in it for a while. Yeah, it doesn't look good, does it? Uh, you know, and I just want to say one thing about all the toilet paper stockers out there. What are you going to do when you're hungry and thirsty? You're not going to need much toilet paper. You know, if I run out of toilet paper, right. I can wash it, use the dog's towel, and or I can jump in the shower. You know, I can go without that. Get your food and water out yeah. there. Get your food and water. That's the important stuff. Yeah, Don't shout out to the Kroger on 747 yesterday. Went out and was able to get, you know, different meats that was needed and water. So they have both that was there. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. And um, hopefully we won't have to go shopping for a while. So. Yep. Yeah. That's what's, we did the same thing. I mean, I've heard rumors of martial law here. Like I said, we're not going to get into all that because we like to keep things light and fun, right. keep everybody energetic out there and upbeat. And I am going to tell you next week, little heads up, we will be talking shots. And our favorite, <laughs> I'm on board. I'm on board. We'll go ahead and what do, do that. And the last thing I want to say is it's just crazy to me to think how much watching sports was a part of my day. Because, like, now I don't even really watch sports. It figures the podcast is almost over and it cut out on me. So we're back. I don't know what I was saying. But I was just saying that it's crazy that I watch sports as much as I do. You know, trying to fill in the void, which it is a void. It's kind of crazy. I'm sure Dane's feeling the same thing, especially because you're stuck inside, can't do much. And usually that's our go-to, but we don't have that right now. So we're trying to adjust. We'll figure it out. We're trying to adjust. So either way, fix in the basement. When it's all said and done, it's a good place to hang out. Dane, when you come to Ohio, you're more than welcome. Come kick it. We have a good spot for it. I'm looking at getting dartboards for it. I'm looking at I'm looking at a shuffleboard for it. I have different ideas and everything. We have extra seating for little bars going to be going behind the couch. It's going to be good when it's all said and done. I'm excited for it. So that's all yeah, I got. Sounds good. That's all I got, man. So, you know, that's all I was saying there. Um, I said, sorry that cut out mid sentence on everybody. Uh, I could go back and edit it. I probably won't. I'll probably just leave what it is and we'll pop back on with this, with this, um, you know, this fill in part of it. But want to get Dan back on to say thanks for coming on, man. Uh, definitely appreciate it. Always a good time. And uh, stay sane out there in Pennsylvania. For sure. That's right. And let's hope the bars reopen soon. Hallelujah. Yeah. If, if, if it does happen, I'm not counting on it, though. Until then, you know, try to figure out something. If anybody has questions for us, hit up Dan on Twitter, uh, at Dan DeMail. Hit up me on Twitter, at franchise 22 
on Instagram at Terrell Dwayne eleven and on Facebook just find me under Terrell Cummings. So episode twenty four looks like it's in the books. Um, I guess we'll have another segment for um, we have one more segment for relax and take notes that's coming up soon. Um, but we'll figure it out. Once again, Dane DeMail, appreciate you coming on, man. I look forward to next week talking about our favorite shots. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, um, I'm getting off. Everybody be safe out there. See right. ya. Yeah, later. Hey, everybody. This is Terrell, and this is the final segment of our episode, Relax and Take Notes. And I just ask everybody to be careful out there doing everything, you know, dealing with the coronavirus and you know, take care of yourselves, take care of your families, you know, get what you need from the grocery store, um, you know, when you can. I know it's craziness out there, but you know, honestly, you can never be too careful. But, um, you know, just I just ask to stay safe and heed their warnings and just do what you can, keep yourself and your family safe. So that's what I'm trying to, I'm going to be trying to do on my end. Hopefully you do too. I appreciate everybody listening. We had a good time. We had fun. And it's always good to have Dane on. So till then, look forward to next week. Hope you do too. And talk to you soon. Later.